0: Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media, to make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen, Tomorrow will be the fourth Sunday of the Holy Fifty Days and during the Holy Fifty Days, the Church speaks to us about the new life with the risen Christ. Tomorrow the Gospel will be about the light, the light of the world. And we know the light is the Word of God. As David said, your word is lamp to my feet and light to my path. That's why in the gospel of today, Saturday before Sunday, after the Lord preached, the people will marvel about his preaching because he was preaching with authority. The word of God pierced their hearts. So they marveled and they asked, how does this man know letters having never studied. And the Lord did not respond to the accusation about he never studied, but he wanted to emphasize his relationship with the Father, and also he does not break the law of Moses, especially the commandment of the Sabbath. Before this dialogue, the Lord healed the paralytic man who was in paralysis for 38 years. And after healing him, the Jews accused him with two accusations. The first one that he blasphemes because he said, I the Father are one. They considered this is a blasphemy to make himself one with the Father. And the second accusation that He broke the Sabbath, and thus he is breaking the law. So the Lord, in response to this question, how does this man know letters, having never studied, he wants actually to answer these two accusations. So he starts by saying, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Anyone can claim that The words are the word of God. Many people claim, false prophets came and claim that they are sent from God. So God gives them two things they can use it to measure and to evaluate and to assess whether his words are from God or not. One thing related to the listener and the other thing related to the speaker. And he spoke to them knowing they are Jewish and keeping the law of Moses. So he told them the first point if anyone wants to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. So he told them, as a listener, if you are doing the will of God, if you are living a godly life, this means you will be guided and enlightened by the Holy Spirit and you will be able to discern whether the speaker speaks from his own or speak the word of God but if you are breaking the law if you are not following the word of God then your judgment is wrong your judgment is not guided and not enlightened by the Holy Spirit and the second factor to judge whether this speaker speaks the word of God or not is related to the speaker himself. He said he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent to him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. If a speaker is seeking his own glory he wants to impress the people and he is asking for their feedback, and their praise, and their glory, then this person is not from God. Because, as Saint Paul taught us, everything you do, whether eating or drinking, or anything else, do it all for the glory of God. So, much more, if I am saying, I am speaking the word of God, I should be seeking His glory, I want to glorify Him, not to glorify me if I am pleasing people if I am building the commandment in order to please the people then I am not seeking His glory but if I am seeking His glory I should teach the truth and love as Saint Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 speaking the truth in love so these are two things can help any person to judge whether this speaker is a false teacher or a true one. If the listener is doing the will of God, then he will be enlightened and guided by the Holy Spirit. And whether the speaker is seeking his own glory or the glory of God. So here the Lord actually affirmed his relationship with the Father, the only begotten from the Father before all ages, who in the fullness of time became man and dwelt among us. What about the second accusation? He broke the law. He told them, did not Moses give you the law and yet none of you keeps the law? And actually he told them, how can you judge me that I broke the law and you are not keeping the law? After healing this paralytic man, there was a council to kill him. And actually, at the end of his ministry, they killed him, they crucified him on the cross. And all the Israelites who were in the palace with Pontius Pilate, they cried, crucify him, crucify him. So he told them, the law, one of the Ten Commandments, you shall not murder, but you want to kill me. This is against the law. This is against the law, to shed innocent blood. Instead of listening carefully to what he is saying they told him you have a demon No one want to kill you. They were in denial The fact that he was crucified by them proves that they wanted to kill him So the Lord told them let me explain it different way how you break the law Instead of taking this personally, I will give you another example He told them Let us think about circumcision. Circumcision was given to Abraham, not to Moses. And then the law that was given to Moses actually is to do nothing on the Sabbath, on the seventh day, to keep the day of the Lord holy. When a child is born, and the eighth day on the Sabbath, you circumcise this child in order not to break the covenant of circumcision that was given by God to Abraham, not to Moses. And Abraham was before Moses. And actually if they delayed it one day, it's not a big deal. So he told them, you are breaking the law by circumcising a child on the Sabbath. And then you accuse me that I break the law because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath. Which is more important, to heal this person completely or to circumcise a child and can wait to the following day? He also defended the second accusation that he is breaking the law. And he concluded this conversation by a very important advice do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. And definitely, in order for the person to judge with righteous judgment, he has to be enlightened by the word of God. Because what is the reference? In many discussions, I ask the people, what is your reference? So people, for example, when they discuss with me about same-sex marriage, or homosexuality, or transgenderism, Abortion, divorce. And they want to convince me with the logic of this world. But the first question I answer them, what is your reference? When you say it is right or it is wrong, based on what? Which code you are following? Which rules you are following? The reference should be the word of God because it is the light which enlightens our life. It's not the logic of this world but it is the word of God that enlighten our way Here the Lord told them don't judge according to appearance but judge with a righteous judgment then I should know the word of God and I should keep the word of God in order to be able to make righteous judgment People usually confuse three words discernment, judgment, and condemnation. And sometimes in the Bible the word judgment and discernment and sometimes condemnation are interchangeable. But we need to understand what is the difference between discernment, judgment, and condemnation. Because the word here don't judge according to appearance but judge with righteous judgment It's about discernment and about judgment to those who have the authority to judge. Let me differentiate first between the three words. Discernment is the ability to discern between what is right and what's wrong. That's discernment. To say that's good, this is evil. This is righteous, this is unrighteous. That is discernment. And as I said, you need to be enlightened by the Word of God, understanding the Word of God correctly in order to be able to discern. You need to be a spiritually mature person. As Saint Paul mentioned in Hebrews chapter 5, those who are spiritually mature, they can discern between good and evil. So that is discernment. Judgment is to make analysis of the person or of the situation. For example, if I listen to a speaker and I can say, No, this teaching is not right, that is discernment. To judge is to say, This person is an evil one. This judgment you are describing, it. you moved from discernment to judgment. Condemnation when you pass a sentence on him for example he should not preach at all he should not be christian he has to be excommunicated that's a condemnation discernment as i told you is a sign of spiritual maturity all of us are called to discern when the lord told us beware of false prophets i should have the ability to discern and say, this teaching is right, this teaching is wrong. Judgment is not for every person. Judgment is for those who God gives them authority over others. For example, parents can judge their children and can discipline them. A teacher in school can judge his student. The, The judge in the court he makes judgment and says, this person is guilty. The priest in the church can make judgment. But if it is not in my authority, and I pass a judgment over the people and say, this is a wicked person, this is an evil person, this is, that's not wrong, it's a sin. That's why the Lord told us, don't judge. And with the judgment, you judge others, you will be judged. This differentiation is very important because sometimes when we say to children or to youth don't hang around this group of people usually the first answer don't judge. But God wants us to have discernment to be able to discern and if it is in my authority from God to make judgment I have to make judgment. I have to say it's about company. I cannot join this company because bad company corrupts good morals. Condemnation is to make like a discipline or a punishment. And again for those in authority, they can make sentence like the judge in the court, like the priest in the church, like a teacher in school, principal in school, like a father or a mother in in their house. They can make sentence for their children. But for me, just as a person, to pass condemnation on others, it is not right. For example, if I don't like somebody and I see him taking communion, and I say, he is not worthy to take communion, he should not take communion. That's not right. Here, as the Lord told us, and with the same measure, you are measuring to others, you will be measured. And here the Lord did not say don't make judgment period but he said don't judge according to the appearance but judge with righteous judgment we as human being many times our judgment regards how much we try is not perfectly righteous but at least we need to do our effort the best effort to be sure if we are making judgment because it's in our authority we have to make righteous judgment but God the ultimate judge of the whole creation his judgment is true faithful and righteous that's why as we said yesterday in the bible study when we remember that he is coming to judge the world This brings both joy and terror. Joy to the righteous. Because finally the Lord will come to make the absolute righteous judgment. But for the ungodly and the unrighteous, they will tremble. The thoughts of judgment will make them tremble and make them afraid. In the Divine Liturgy, the Church reminds us every week that he appointed a day for recompense, in which he will appear to judge the world in righteousness and give each one according to his deeds. Sincere liturgy, we add whether good or evil. So here, if I am in a place to make judgment, I need actually to do my best to make righteous judgment. Many times in family conflict between couples, They pass judgment on each other. And the most destructive thing is actually to give a diagnosis to the person. For example, my spouse is narcissistic. My spouse is bipolar. My spouse is borderline. Because once you convince yourself with this judgment, you will deal with him or with her according to what you believe. And maybe he is not or she is not. And this actually will paralyze you from dealing rightly and righteous with the other person. That's why the message to us today, judge with righteous judgment. In order to judge with righteous judgment, two simple principles. Number one, what's the reference? The Word of God. So you need to know the Word of God, and the Word of God should dwell richly in you, and you understand it correctly. That's the first principle. And the second principle, to do the will of God. To keep the word. Not only you have the intellectual knowledge of it, but you live by it. As the Lord told them, if anyone wants to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. So when we do the will of God, I will be enlightened. And I will have the ability to discern and to make